Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen... It's championship week. We're finally here. We waited all season for this, and we have trophies at stake. It's Jimmy Ott. It's Greg Waddell. It is the field of 12 best bets, and I can't wait to talk about how we're going to make some money this week, Jimmy. It's been a while. We were talking backstage. It's been almost a month since you and I have seen each other. I hope you and the family had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you've got some holiday spirit for the people at home today. And I hope most importantly, you're ready to lead us to the promised land today. Nothing lets that uh, that turkey and the uh, chicken and andouille gumbo go down easier like a backdoor cover with the New York Giants. I tell you, there's <laughs> nothing. It just makes everything just go down that that much smoother. So with the pecan pie, I mean, yeah, Greg, good to see you, man. It's been some time and uh, a lot has happened. And, and like we talked briefly, but. I've never seen more double-digit dogs. You know, you ever hear some of the sports, man, we got killed this week. We got killed. Have you heard them talk, complain, or whine about these multi-leg college football money line parlay cards? Crickets. Because the pants, they're sagging. I've never seen <laughs> the, the sportsbook managers are sagging because they got so much cash in their pockets, man. It has been a rough go for some of those multi-leg, multi-leg parlay cards. Uh, putting out some of those double-digit winners. I mean, unbelievable, unreal. You're telling me, Bet Rivers loves the retirement parlay, Jimmy. I mean, I've <laughs> trust me, I've got the email trails to show that at this point. Uh, but hey, by the way, we're not giving up on that. Stay tuned to the end of the show. Okay. It's our final Hail Mary of the season on the retirement parlay. It only takes one to be profitable. We'll see if we can pull off a Hail Mary. Uh, let's start with some title futures, though. Because it wouldn't be the Field of 12 Best Bets show if we don't speculate, if we don't look ahead a little bit. We've got this great slate of football this week. We'll go game by game, preview every single game from Conference Championship Week in just a few moments. But uh, looking ahead to the actual playoff winner, the champ, who's going to cut down the nets, per se, if this was basketball. 
Georgia is minus 177 over at Bat Rivers right now. They are officially the favorites if they haven't been all season long. Michigan right there, plus 225. And then you've got to go all the way down to four digits. Ohio State is the third favorite, plus 1,000. And then USC and TCU plus 1,200. Is there any title future here worth looking at? I would look at Michigan. Um, I, I th- they should hold uh, with their number two spot, so they would avoid uh, a semifinal matchup with Georgia like they had last year. Um, listen, that was men and boys last year. There was no question. Uh, but you don't lose fifty. We've been waiting for this Georgia team uh, to kind of, you know, kind of come back to the pack a little bit after losing fifteen uh, players to the draft. Um, it's their schedule. Their schedule. I mean, it's 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 Tennessee at home. Uh, what's their second best win? I mean, Oregon. They did destroy Oregon. You know, early on. Uh, I'll give them that. And but you know, the Missouri game. Uh, there's um, there's a couple of other games in there that they've um, that they've kind of struggled. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a, a relatively close game uh, Saturday in the in the uh, Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta against LSU. But Michigan showed me a lot in. Ohio State, you know, kind of lost the game in Ann Arbor twice, so to speak. And what I say by that is they got it shoved down their throat so much, the line of scrimmage, that they were not going to allow that to happen again. And they didn't. And they put, they crowded the box, crowded the box, crowded the box. Now, the late run, late, that skews the rushing statistics. But the quarterback for Michigan did not miss over the top when he had guys available. Wasn't the prettiest, wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing but he did not. One thing that drives me crazy, when they overthrow uh, deep passes or throw it out of bounds, he didn't. He made them. He hit all three of them. And that was the difference in the game because Ohio State was just they, – they felt like they needed to stop the running game with numbers. And you can, but you do give uh, give up some numbers and coverage in a backside, and Michigan made them pay. Michigan's much closer to Georgia this year. I think Bennett's a little bit too much of a risk taker for my liking. Uh, when he doesn't have to a, a lot of times. So I, uh, I I would take Michigan plus the 225. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. At least that's what my gut is saying. And look, I live in the state of Michigan. You can see I'm wearing a Michigan State football hat right now. Uh, and it, it doesn't necessarily warm my heart to say this, but I think this team's right there. And I think there's something to just in general, the thought of a team that kind of gets there for the first moment and not that they're spooked by the moment, but last year, I think everyone in the Michigan program was a little bit, quote unquote, happy to be there, right? They got over the burden of Ohio State and all of a sudden, okay, you're playing the top dog in the country, but this year was a win. Anything's gravy last year when they got to the playoff. This year, I don't think they're going to feel that way. This year, it's like, oh, we belong and they do belong. I, I mean, if you look just results wise through all of the best teams in the country's resumes this year. I would argue Michigan had the fewest slip ups. I mean, Georgia was in some dog fights against some not so great football teams this year. Same with Alabama. And we kind of wrote that off early with Bama, like, oh, they're they're saving it, right? Same with Ohio State. Oh, they're saving it. They're not going to slip up when they get to Michigan. They're just trying some things out. I don't know. At this point, like we've seen every team in the country struggle against not so great teams other than Michigan. And I know the Illinois game was close. I mean, they almost lost the game to Illinois. Yeah, but I do – I what's that? Probably should have against Illinois. Probably should, 100%. I do attribute a lot of that to 
the losing of Blake Corum mid game there mm-hmm. though. Um, and I think the fact that they responded against Ohio state in a fashion where they totally don't have Blake Corum and essentially didn't matter. Uh, that's pretty meaningful to me. And the other thing I would just say is looking at matchups going into, you know, cause now it is a matchup game by the time you get to the final four, Michigan's likely going to get TCU here and chaos could happen. We'll get to that. But if Michigan does match up with TCU, I like that for them a lot, especially compared to the other side where you've got the wild card of Caleb Williams. So plus 225 to me for a team that I think would be pretty heavily favored to get a win against TCU. Uh, That seems like a potential spot. You get the value now and then you see what happens by the time you get to the championship. It's a final four. It's a fourteen playoff, right? Duke sure the embarrassment one year. The next year is one of the classic games uh, in the history of the tournament. So uh, maybe Michigan uh, it will be a lot tighter this time. I the man. There's a lot of football to be played. TCU and USC are going to be in highly competitive games. Um, I, I, USC would be a contrast in styles. That would be a tougher matchup, I think, uh, than TCU for the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Looking at that second tier there where we've got USC and TCU, both plus 1,200, Ohio State plus 1,000. Are you surprised to see that Ohio State is actually valued ahead of USC and TCU in this spot, given that they're fifth in the rankings right now? A little bit, uh, a little bit, but um, you got to – you got to cut those odds in half because they, they're basically playing 50-50 games. When you got spreads uh, under a field goal, uh, those are toss-up games. Uh, Ohio State doesn't have have one. I mean, they got to get one of those two. Uh, but still, um, you know, it's it's such it's it's branding, man. And Ohio State has been in this position uh, more. And you know, the betting public bets on brands, and it's not so much. A prediction you know this is if you extrapolate the numbers and okay if they're uh you know 10 are they do they have a 10 percent chance at 10 to 1 you know it's not just that way it's about attracting that type of money and ohio state's still going to get some of the money if you had to pick one of those three to sprinkle on at the the long odds usc tcu both plus 1200 ohio state plus a thousand who USC. would you sprinkle on usc yeah yeah it's just um and, and I've been waiting for this team. Uh, they've been a public team. Uh, I've bet against them a lot most of the time uh, this year. He had that BS move by uh, Lincoln Riley on that Friday night to cover when he went tempo against Colorado. <laughs> Poor-ass Colorado. I mean, come on, man. I mean, be, be, pick on somebody your own size. But uh, I, they just – I like their – how they're coaching with their matchup. Their offense is legit, as good as anybody. I mean, great offensive mind, tons of offensive talent. You're talking about, the, you know, the quarterback is elite. Um, but knowing that they're going to score, they don't have a great defense. They don't play base. They take chances, and they they will take chances. They'll give up big plays, but they'll also create a lot of turnovers, number one in the country in turnover margin. So I like how they come – the, the Drew Brees of the Saints, the year they won it, that defense was not any good, but they created a lot of turnovers. So I, I see that type of approach. That's smart. That is smart because we all know this thing is way ahead of schedule. That roster is going to be way more complete next year than it is this year, as is the case for a lot of first-year coaches. Yeah. 
yeah, opportunistic is what I would call USC this season. Uh, and look, they've got a revenge game against Utah. Obviously, it, you know, with a playoff berth on the line, I don't know that the the tropes of revenge matter too much, but I can't get that image of Caleb Williams walking out of that stadium with some tears in his eyes out of my head either. Special talking player. About, we'll see what talking happens. Talking about that game too, uh, USC should have won, okay? Uh, Utah had to convert three fourth down conversions and a two-point conversion. Four for four. To, to stay in that game, okay? They just go three of four with just <laughs> one of those, and, and USC wins. I mean, down 14 nothing, down 21-7, down 28-14. I mean, it was – they were fighting back. They led for a whopping 51 seconds. So, USC let that one get away. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's jump to our game breakdowns. We're going to get to that USC-Utah game in just a little bit, but we will start with those Michigan Wolverines, 16-and-a-half-point favorites against – the Big Ten West champions print the T-shirts. I'm sure they're selling out everywhere in West Lafayette. The Purdue Boilermakers, who I'm sure are shocked to be in this situation, quite frankly. Uh, the over-under is 52, and we must note uh, thoughts and prayers out to the O'Connell family. Quarterback Aiden O'Connell, uh, his brother has passed away just in the past few days. So heavy hearts, I'm sure, if he plays in this one. Uh, as far as I've heard, he is expected to play. But Michigan, almost 17-point favorites. What do you think of this? Yeah, he actually got that news before uh, the game on Saturday. And uh, so played with a heavy heart uh, as they did uh, go on to win uh, in covering that game. Took some time away uh, from the team. And, of course, Coach, you know, Brom tells him, take as much as he wanted. And so, no, he's going to play. Uh, but, uh, yes, and I, I'm not going to try and I, I don't know what type of angle or I'm not, not even going to try and uh, go that way. What I'm looking more as is at the uh, Michigan Wolverines. I will say though, his teammates might respond and may have, may have, you know, on Saturday as well to try and, uh, you know, pick their team up, especially a quarterback, the position of leadership. Uh, but the, uh, the Michigan have a game to play with. How do they handle this? They can lose and still get in. If they, if they, we know, Georgia has a game to play with. Michigan probably had that they have a game to play with. Does TCU is the million dollar question? Mm -hmm. I think the margin of victory or margin of defeat has a lot to say with it. So, how does Michigan as a program are they mature enough to handle this and still go and approach this game like they did last year with Iowa? I'm a big situational handicapper last year, finally getting over that Ohio State. To, they rushed the field. I fade him the next week. Well, it was ugly. He had no shot if he had Iowa in all those points. And remember, the betting public just kept betting Michigan more and more. I don't know. I, I One thing that Purdue can do that Iowa can't is throw the football. And yep. so there is a, uh, a recipe here for Purdue to be uh, somewhat competitive. I think a lot of handicappers also will, uh, will reference last year's game and say, Michigan blew them out last year in the same situation. They'll do it again. I like Purdue plus the points in this one. Although I'm really high on Michigan and their team this year, uh, O'Connell can throw the ball. And I think that, uh, and look, how about Brom? Uh, four times against top five teams, won three of them. So yeah. I know it's different teams, but he is the same coach. Uh, he's pretty good in his spot. I'll take all of those points in Purdue. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the top five stat. What I had jotted down was 3-0 and against top three opponents in Brom's career at Purdue. 
Uh, a little bit of a giant slayer, you could say. Maybe a lot of bit of a giant slayer. And O'Connell is the type of guy who can just pull a game out of nowhere. We've seen it happen multiple times in his career at Purdue when they've been three touchdown underdogs. And all of a sudden, they're winning that game. Uh, I, I'm with you on the situational spot here. I've also talked myself into betting a lot of Purdue this year, throughout the year. And O'Connell has not been the guy that I think he's been for much of his career. I just think he's really disappointed. To me, this Purdue team could very easily be like a 10-2 and football team. And instead, they've lost some games I, quite frankly, don't think they should have in that very weak division. So I'm not putting it past him. I think he's good enough to come out of nowhere and be brilliant in this game. But I think it would be new compared to what we've seen for him this season. Uh, And I actually don't expect Michigan. Well, I I think you're right that they can play with one here. you know, th- there's a lot of we've been here before, and this is a business trip to me with the way this Michigan team is handling things. So I'm on the opposite side, just barely don't feel great about it. Not going to put a ton of units on it or anything, but uh, that 16 and a half feels like a key number, especially when Michigan has a field goal kicker who can bang from 50 like it's, you know, his job every single day. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Let's move to the SEC, LSU, Georgia. LSU, uh, I I think, took some luster off this game, quite frankly, with what they did last week against Texas A&M. 17 and a half is the line for Georgia over under 51. You think the dogs take care of business here? I do, but I think LSU will be uh, be competitive uh, in this game. Um, uh, I think that's a, a little bit, a little kind of weight off of their shoulders. Uh, we talk about one of these uh, first-year coach rosters, incomplete roster. I mean, this is way, way, um, ways away from uh, what Brian Kelly will have next year and the year after. Um, Kelly's not phased uh, in this matchup. He's uh, been competitive uh, with uh, with teams before against Georgia. And uh, and and Georgia certainly has one uh, to play with uh, here, and this is new that we we haven't had a bunch of these semifinal games where I mean or conference championships where the team could lose and you know they're still getting in. But there's been so many, you know, the Clemson's and uh, LSU and some others, you know, they they're losing and and it's created a cushion between uh, some of these teams uh, in in uh, in in the, in the semifinal and conference championship weekend. But Georgia, whether it's Kentucky, whether it's Missouri, um, are you going to get the team that played uh, Oregon? That's a long time ago. Um, LSU is, um, I, I think the, I think the, I like them more. Had the, plus all of these points, you get in a few more points. 
It's going from about 16 to 18, roughly, where they're 16 and a half, 17 and a half uh, in that range. Uh, so you get more points. And I think in a less pressure spot than what they have played if they were playing to get in or possibly get into the college football playoff. I like all of them. I love these points uh, in these spots this week against these two teams that are already in the college football playoff. Yeah, you're talking me into it by the second here. I, I love the point that we could see an LSU team that feels a little bit more free from the burden of the pressure of we have a playoff spot on the line now. Like, And, and no, no disrespect to LSU, but while, yes, the playoff was still in play for them, I think there was some imposter syndrome there, maybe deep down, even if they wouldn't admit it, of like, oh, my God, are we really about to have a chance at the playoff? Like, now that that's taken out of consideration for them, it's just a pure underdog spot. It's a pure let's go slay Goliath. And, look, the thing that scares me is that I think Georgia has been at their best in bright lights moments this year. They've only played two top 25 teams all season, and they boat raced Oregon, and then they just jumped out and strangled Tennessee early in that game. The margin ended up not looking like a blowout, but, uh, you know, I think it was 24-6 to at halftime in that game. So I'm afraid of when Georgia flips the switch because I do think that team is still in there as a dominant team. But, man, 17 and a half is a lot of points for a team that I do think is going to play free. Jaden Daniels is a playmaker. We've seen him do it against some of the best teams in college football this year. I think I'm with you. I'm going to ride with LSU and hope they can keep it close. Let's yeah, go to – Guys like uh, him, him and Dor- Dorian Thompson-Robinson that yeah. had much better years, but we've seen them kind of have relapse moments. Late in the season, DTR with the four turnovers against USC uh, last week. Daniels, as soon as he turned the ball over to create the scooped score, I mean, he, he it's tightened up. Can't do that. And now there's no pressure. Why not let the ball go? Yeah, I'm right there with you. Let's go to the Big 12, where uh, I think this might be the game I'm most excited for this week. TCU minus two and a half over under 62. Uh, it, 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 the first game between these two teams was one of the most pivotal needle-moving games of the season for me. Aiden Martinez out. Uh, You end up seeing the third-string quarterback for Kansas State in a game that Kansas State jumped out to a massive lead, 28-10 to midway through the second quarter. TCU storms back, wins by 10 points. Kansas State didn't score again in that game. I like this Kansas State team. I think there's a lot of talent on that team, and I think they're competitive as hell, and I think they want this one. Clearly, they want this one, but I think they want this one from like a we're better than you standpoint, and we almost proved that last time. TCU with a playoff spot on the line could feel some pressure here. Minus two and a half, like I said, what do you think? There's been a big drop-off from you know starting quarterbacks to backups in college football this year, mostly. Kansas State, it hasn't been the case. Uh, Martinez to Howard. A different skill sets, Martinez more of a runner, Howard a better thrower, but I think both equally effective. But when they both lost both of them after they scored 28 points in the first 21 minutes in Fort Worth and then scored zero in the last 39, no, the third-string quarterback couldn't get it, get it done. Howard did return, but he was obviously less than 100%. Yes, I had K-State plus the four and a half and was counting my money at that point, but the 28 unanswered. By TCU, not only one, but they covered as well. And it was one of the kind of lucky strokes that TCU got this year. They've been very good, but they also have had their fair share of luck uh, as well. Uh, It's always tough in a competitive game and two closely matched teams. And these teams are very close. 
Um, it's 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 more it's it's an advantage for the team that lost the first one. Kansas State, we've been talking about them for most of the season. Man, their their point spread value in Vegas is right at ten. Well, now they're ranked uh, in the top ten uh, as well. Howard is uh, has gotten enough reps over the course of the season. He's now even a more effective passer uh, than uh, late in the season than earlier. And the the only guy that does hurt them down the stretch has been Bijan Robinson. Well, a lot of people have had problems stopping him. I like Kansas State in this rematch to win outright uh, against TCU. Sorry about dashing the dreams. Sorry <laughs> about letting the freaking Buckeyes back into this thing. If it's three or 23, might decide whether or not TCU stays in ahead of Ohio State. I think you're speaking music to the committee's ears as much as they might not want to admit it. The idea of an Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, USC potential Final Four that would sell some tickets. That would sell some some TV ratings as well. Uh, I, I'm with you. I like Kansas State. I think this is a damn good football team. They've been blowing people out the last three weeks. Kansas, West Virginia, Bay on the road at Baylor, a 31 to three win where right. they just smothered them was really impressive to me. There is no Bijan Robinson in this game. No disrespect to Max Duggan. I think he's fantastic. I think he's the the runner up for the Heisman. Not that it matters, but. Um, it, to me, and TCU last week. I mean, they the style points came into play. And I, I, I'm interested to see how they refocus because I, I think they might think they still need some style points here. Obviously, it's a win you're in situation, but it, to go from a game where, okay, we need to win by 60 to just we need to win against a team as good as Kansas State will be a fascinating subplot for me. But I'll ride Kansas State, the Wildcats with you. And I think chaos, uh, like I, I'm all in for chaos this week. That's fun at this time <laughs> they, of year. They lose close. I, I put them in. If they oh. lose close, I, I do put them in. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's one of these games like the Baylor game or, you know, some of these others that have been really – no, I I would put them in ahead of Ohio State. Big 12 has had no 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 real layups this year. It's been a – they've got some good wins this year. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, it's true. All right, for uh, from one chaos factor to another here utah usc utah got them the first time if utah gets them the second time it's safe to say you can eliminate usc from the playoff conversation the trojans are favored by two and a half right now the over under is 68 i believe they opened up either as a pick em or as an underdog here so this must be bet up to minus two and a half for usc do you think the other underdog knocks them out here opened up two uh it went to three and then went back down uh, to two. It's going to end resting at two and a half. Some sharp money did come in uh, yesterday on Utah, uh, but I'm just, I'm not going to overthink this. I mean, this, I've seen hot offenses get going. And this is, this is one of those deals. Um, Lincoln Riley, um, you know, is still yet to prove that he can, um, you know, not compromise uh, the, you know, his defenses. Uh, you know, because those playoffs, some of those defenses he brought to the playoffs were awful. I mean, just the hell with the pads, just put flags on them, man. I mean, you know, flag football defenses, they were bad. So USC, though, is just the quarterback, 
the uh, the coach, the, the system, uh, Addison, they are rolling on offense. You know they're going to score 40. I mean, they, they are. And Utah was one of my favorite teams. I thought clearly in our Bet Rivers uh, conference preview, our Pac-12 conference preview, clearly the best team uh, in the Pac-12 this year. And it just haven't. It's just been leaving me wanting for more, wanting more of them. And it all started with Cameron Rising's poor decision against Florida on that opening weekend, uh, early down interception uh, in the end zone to kill that one. So they just, they've had a nice season, but this was supposed to be Whittingham's best. And I know they lost, uh, you know, Devin Bush in the middle, but man, they had so much coming back. That was such a good team. And it just haven't been quite uh, what we expected. So I'm like in the USC, like I said earlier, they should have won the first game in, in Salt Lake City, took three fourth down conversions and a two point conversion on a play that was defended and Cameron Rising made a play with his feet. Uh, I like USC in Vegas to roll and I like the over as well. Don't overthink it. USC override it. <laughs> yeah, simple as that. I wish I was in Vegas to bet on this game, but uh, I, I, Utah's been lurking to me. That would be the word. Like we, we all wanted to speak them into existence as the favorite in the Pac-12, and then that was dashed in Week One. Uh, but they've they haven't gone away. They've been there, even if we haven't talked about it much. But yeah, you give me the hottest offense in the country with, in my opinion, the best player in the country at this point in a pretty close to pick 'em range. I'm all over that. Under a field goal, I feel great about it. I'll take the Trojans. Uh, let's hit the ACC one, and then we'll fly through some of the smaller conference title games here. UNC against Clemson. Clemson seven and a half point favorites here. Sixty three and a half is the total. What do you got? This is like a bowl game. Uh, now that Clemson is out of it and uh, Clemson, this is all hat. Uh, what does another conference championship mean for them? Sure, it means something, but it means a lot more uh, for North Carolina. Um, you got a struggling quarterback, eight of 29 against South Carolina uh, with with, you know, your your playoff chances uh, at birth. And listen, they hate South Carolina. They don't want to lose to them. I just see a struggling team that just maybe doesn't care, that is maybe a little bit deflated against North Carolina. And if this game was played a month ago, I'd lay seven and a half in a heartbeat, but I'm taking those points against a much mo more motivated Tar Heel group. 100%. You take it and run with it because North Carolina is the best player in this game as well. That's Drake May. And uh, I, in DJ here? <laughs> I, no comment, right? Well, we, maybe we don't know if he's better than Klubnik, but uh, maybe he wasn't as highly recruited, but he's but, way better. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe we'll find out here. Uh, I, I like this Tar Heels team. I know they've fallen apart late, but I, I really do think this is a pretty good football team. Like you said, the motivation is going to be there. And I still think in general, Clemson is being valued like they're Clemson from two years ago. This is not the same football team. There's weaknesses on both sides of the ball that we're just not accustomed to from a, a Davos Swinney team. So give me UNC, key number, plus seven and a half. I feel good about it. And uh, I may even sprinkle a little money line. More on that in a little bit. Let's fly through these. Give me one to two sentences on some of the smaller games here. UCF Tulane, Tulane minus four, 56 and a half. What do you like? Willie Fritz was on his way to Georgia Tech, but he wanted to coach this game first. I like them, but this line is too high. Um, I think it should, should be a pick -em. I'm going to take Central Florida plus the four points. Fresno State, Boise State, the Broncos minus three over under 54. Jake Hayner, healthy. That's everything for Fresno State. And what about a midseason change at coordinator and quarterback for Boise? I'll take Boise on a Smurf turf at home. Coastal against Troy. Troy minus eight and a half. Some injury issues for Coastal over under 48. Yeah, Grayson McCall uh, means everything to them. They got blasted by James Madison, but Coastal knew they had this spot already sewn up. 
Uh, and it was James Madison's bowl game because they're ineligible for the conference championship and for bowl games. So maybe inflated that a little bit. That has inflated this number a lot. Uh, I like Troy, but not at that number. I'll take the points in Coastal. To the MAC, Ohio, Toledo, close to a pick Toledo minus one and a half over under 55. I hate that uh, Rourke is out uh, for the Bobcats. I mean, he has had an awesome year with 25 uh, touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, but the backup came in and did okay against Bowling Green. They are much better. Toledo is better than Bowling Green, even that was for even though that was for the division title. But I'm riding this Ohio Bobcats. I was wrong on them. I had under five and a half. I thought they missed Solich a lot. I thought that would continue. But I got off of that real quick. I am just keep riding them, cashing tickets left and right down the stretch. I'm still with you, Ohio. Give me the Bobcats uh, plus one and a half. Ain't it the best when you just find a moneymaker and you ride them all season long, Jimmy? I love, I see the spark in your eye there. I'm a big fan of that. Oh, man. Matching, baby. <laughs> yeah. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are a lot better around here. With those <laughs> final, final one here. North Texas against UTSA. UTSA minus eight and a half over under 69. High total there. Uh, yeah, in a high number also. Same thing as Coastal. UTSA knew they were in this game. They fell behind 24 to nothing to UTEP before they came uh, roaring back. But again, conference championship, role reversal. Texas San Antonio was the underdog against Bailey Zappi in Western Kentucky in this game last year. They performed great and pulled off the outright winner. I, I like North Texas. Their quarter, I mean, their coach, Latrell, is getting some attention. He's staying in Denton, Texas. I'm going to go with the mean green plus those big points. I think they'll lose, but not by more than eight and a half. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the speed round brought to you by Jimmy Ott here, betting <laughs> expert from the field of 12. Uh, all right, I've got my retirement parlay. This is our last Let's one go. of the year. On. We need one winner, Jimmy. We need one to make a profit on this $100 to win $15,118.22. Never forget the cents. We're going. USC Moneyline, TCU Moneyline, Troy Moneyline against Coastal. Georgia Moneyline against LSU. North Carolina Moneyline to beat Clemson. Michigan money line over Purdue, Fresno State money line over Boise State, UCF money line over Tulane, Toledo money line over Ohio, nine legs, $100, 15,000 on the line. Let's move to our money line underdogs now. I just said mine. I like Carolina and Drake May to get it done against Clemson. Who do you got, Jimmy? No argument. No argument uh, for the uh, the reasons that we gave earlier. No, I, I yeah, absolutely. And some uh, people were even asking me. I said, no, that's that's you won. I just don't know how just it's a bowl game now. We, we talk about motivation, how excited Clemson is when in a spot where the, you know, their their spot in the playoffs is not at stake now in this game. Carolina, bigger effort. I like that angle a lot. All right, let's wrap it up with this, Jimmy. What's your favorite play of the week, my friend? Oh boy, I would um, you gonna uh, I would go with uh, Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State is I just like that spot uh, for them uh, coming back second time. They're really well coached. They have great uh, quarterback play. You know they they and look have had to go through spots in the season where those guys were out. And didn't you know Martinez is dressed out, warmed up. He didn't play. So I like Kansas State. It's a tough, tough assignment for TCU to have to come back and play them on a neutral field after they gave them such a hard time in, in Fort Worth. Take it, Kansas State. I had a feeling you were going to say that, my friend. Jimmy, this is always a pleasure. I've enjoyed doing this with you all season long. We thank you. If you watched us, if you followed along with us, we appreciate you. Let's make some money this week. Let's end the season on a high note. And as always, I uh, thank you for watching. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.